The Marlins are on a two-game win streak, but Craig Mish is in the house. We are going back two days, digging his meeting with Don Manningly. Let's unpack it all on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Of course, don't forget to follow me guys on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Welcome to the Thursday edition. And as I've teased out, the goat is in the hammy. Craig, how you doing? Doing well, Peter. It's great to be with you. Nice production value here. Great to be with seeing you. We can <laughs> do this on video and audio too. It's awesome to be with you as always. Thank you for having me. 100% same. Likewise. Likewise, Craig, it felt like we had to do this episode, and I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come and join me. You know, let's go back to Tuesday. For me, it was one of the wildest days I can remember, actually, as a, as a Marlins fan. And that's only six years long, so let's not, you know, it hasn't been mm -hmm. the whole entire time of the franchise. But in the six years I've covered the team and followed the team, it felt like one of the wildest days. Um, first indication for me that something was off. Craig Mish was in the ballpark for Marlins Nationals <laughs> on a rainy Tuesday. I thought something's so up true. here. <laughs> Your intuition was correct. Yeah. Very, very good intuition there. It's true. Yeah, I, I, I've talked about this a lot. It's, it's much harder for me to go. I've actually been to a lot of games this season, but a lot of them have been as a fan. I've taken my son. It's very hard for me to go now without him going because he's yeah. like, are he's you a fan as well? me? Can, you, can I go? I mean, I've been to a lot of games. I'm just sitting in the stands. Probably the most fan games I've been to in a first half in a long time. He just loves to go. He's a huge Marlins fan. And so that's the dynamic there. But you're right. You're right. So so that day, I was not planning to go at all. And then the first thing that happened is that, uh, you know, my we actually finally got a game in last night. But my, my son, he made the Little League All-Star team. And we're playing these tournaments all around South Florida in Miami Lakes and Cooper City and Hollywood, Dade and Broward. And we've been just rained out, Peter, like you would mm -hmm. not believe here. I've it seen is, <laughs> It's so crazy. I think six times in a row before we finally played last night. So on Tuesday, we got an early word that we were rained out. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm not going to get into too many details, but I just get a text like, hey, this may be, you know, there may, there may be something, maybe the day you want to come if you can. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was like, all right, um, it wasn't planning on it. You're right, Peter. It was the Nationals. I did go to the Giants game on Saturday and thought, uh, you know, if I'm going to go to any game, it would be Thursday. Strasburg is going to pitch and Marlins yeah. going to win the first two games. I look, I, I pretty much, I mean, Sandy on Wednesday and then Tuesday, that guy ate on. They're going to, you know, this guy's ERA is 10 and he's one and nine. I mean, Marlins <laughs> are going to win the first two. So, uh, yeah. So, so I called my wife. I was like, listen, I think I got to go. I don't know what's going on. And then as I'm going down there from Broward, it takes me about 30 minutes, I'm getting getting blown up a little. Like, mm -hmm. hey, like something's happening. This is not normal. There's a meeting. Not a big deal. You know, I'm going back and forth. Not a big deal. They have meetings all the time. They're probably, probably rah-rah meeting 30 minutes. We're going to play better. You know, it happens all the time, Peter. And so yeah. there's no big deal. Then it becomes 60 minutes. Then I'm there. You know, then I'm there. And, you know, at this point, 
what I normally would do is I would go on to the field. But I was like, no way. I'm going to go to the clubhouse, right? See what's happening. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sharp like that. So, <laughs> you know, I, I walk all the way to the clubhouse. I see the doors are closed in the clubhouse. And my understanding is nobody is, you know, I'm getting texts. Nope, still nobody's here, whatever. Then I see Kim leave the clubhouse after probably about an hour. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is probably coming to an end. So then I go onto the field. It still went like another half hour. And then finally, uh, you know, Don Mattingly came out at that point. So that's that's kind of the that that was the first part of you know taking you behind the scenes as to what was going on there. For sure, uh, we're going to talk about Don shortly. But what was Kim's demeanor? Obviously, you pass her coming out of the clubhouse. Did you say anything? I, I no no. It was just I just saw her leaving. Yeah, I yeah. can't I can't say that there was any. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that there was anything to it. I didn't try and approach her or anything like that. She, yeah, I just saw her leave, and so that was my indication that if she's leaving, this thing is probably coming to an end. Mm. But it carried on, I guess, at least it another did. 30 minutes after. Yeah. And, you know, Kim was there. I think that's another important factor is the right. fact that, you know, Kim was there in the room too, Donnie, yeah. the coaches, the mm-hmm. players. So yep. it was full war room, we'll describe it as, for sure. Yeah. Then Donnie's on the field uh, doing the, the pregame presser. Yep. Uh, I saw clips uh, and, mm-hmm. wow, uh, I've not seen, having been on many presses with Donnie, uh, virtually, obviously, not, not in person, but sure. virtually, that was a very different Don Mattingly to what I've ever seen before. What was your reaction to this whole, the, the situation in general, his demeanor, but also some of the, there was some key bits that he came out with that I thought were really interesting. The team's going to come out flat was one kind of real I, key I buzz thing. Yeah. <laughs> what was your Shocking. take on this whole situation? Yeah, that that comment was surprising. That yeah. that was the one that is, that it's like, you know, being on social media is, is something that I do as far as the Marlins, you know, predominantly when you really think about it. I mean, people, uh, you know, think that I'm on there 24-7. I'm not. A lot of it does have to do with what I do for work. It's just kind of my thing. Hmm. But that was, the, that was the line that he gave that I was like, okay, as soon as this is over, I'm tweeting that out. <laughs> as soon as this is over, that's not something that you hear every day. Hey, no. we may not be great at the beginning of the game. But like, whoa, like that, that was surprising. Yeah. Um, you know, they're downplaying it now, of course, this meeting, but make no mistake about it. It was very abnormal to have something like that happen. The length, having a 90-minute, mm. uh, you know, having your manager come out and saying he doesn't know if it was resolved. Now that I kind of have a little bit of a better understanding of this, I, I, I think I, I feel better. I still don't feel great about the whole thing, but I feel better about Donnie, I think, than I did probably there. Just because it was just so stunning to hear these words coming out of him. Um, but you know, in, in the end, he, you know, he was kind of forced, he was kind of forced to do it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was, he was really put in a very awkward position to where it, it, it had to happen. I think he was right. I, I think he was very transparent in that spot, Pete. And mm-hmm. we've, he's always transparent, but he defends his guys. Like, so sometimes yeah. a guy will be like, oh, for 70. And he'll be like, well, you know, we really love it the way he's going right now. You know, like you hear that. He's a player's manager. Absolutely. So to hear him like that was a little stunning. It, it did feel like he was a little defeated hearing that too. Mm. Uh, since then, he's kind of whipped it back around. And, you know, now I'm feeling good and I've slept well last night. But yeah, yeah. in that moment, odd. Odd. Absolutely. I took it. It was that. That was the key phrase that came out of it that everyone reacted to like, Holy shit! You know, Don's expecting the team to lose this game now oh for the gosh. back of this meeting. I, my phone, my my phone at that moment was across the board. Hey, 
you must have been wrong with what you you may want to go back and fix what you just you just said that he thought the team was going to come out flat didn't yeah. you mean that not come out i'm like no that <laughs> is what he said no way it can't be i'm like go look at the video that's exactly what he said word yeah. for word Wild. I, I'm, I'm not making it up I, I wanted to make sure i got that one right yeah, for sure. And, you know, by all accounts as well, this was Donnie's meeting too, right? And I think that's the way things have worked out. Donnie called this session um, did. and did, I guess, kind of chaired it in many ways, handed over yes. the guys. You know, the, the feeling is, and from what I've read and, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the subsequent days is, I guess there was some division happening, yeah. maybe behind the scenes, behind players' backs. And Donnie said, listen, enough of this. We need to speak about this as a group. Is that right. accurate? Yep. Yes. So there you go. Donnie session. Um, you got to push, push me harder to get more. <laughs> got to push me a little bit harder to get more. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Okay. That's, that that that's definitely accurate. Okay. So this uh, let's before we get into the actual session itself, you've got Donnie calling this session. He comes out feeling defeated after it too. So this is the other part mm -hmm. as well. So Donnie mm -hmm. feels the team are going to come out flat. Yeah. He feels that. It wasn't even a resolution, perhaps, was also kind of one of the key statements, too. So Donnie, yes. you know, didn't feel like it went, I don't know, did he feel like it went successfully? I don't know. All right, then, guys, just pausing the action very briefly to let you know this episode is brought to you by Built Bar, and it is caramel brownie season. Don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with a caramel swirl on top? So good! What if I told you you could have all that chewy, chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And you've got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, it's 130 calories. 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. I'd replace a regular brownie with Bilt's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. The best part? Caramel Brownie Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Like, for real! With Bilt, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. So, if you're liking what you're hearing, get yourselves over to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15 LOCKED to get 15% off your order. No, I, I don't think that he did because of the way that the players were all reacting in the room mm -hmm. for for as long as they did. I, I think that I think that and and staff and whoever was in there, um, I, I think that was the cusp of it. And and I think, I mean, listen, I I was not there, so I don't know. So I mm -hmm. think that my caveat for all of this is that you have to you have to understand I was not there, and and go off your own opinion of this stuff because we're never going to know it was it was a player's private meeting hmm. um i can only go off things you know bits and pieces that i've heard but it was like a meeting uh of deterioration it almost seemed like from my you know sort of understanding where hmm. it's like there's some purpose at the beginning where even even at the beginning it may not have made a ton of sense to have it but okay you know let's 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 you know air our grievances as you know hmm. so to speak and then it gets, it just devolves into this and that and <laughs> you this and you and no and but this is not right. And, and things that just like, you know, after an hour, you're just like, this is like needs to end. Like, this is like, you know, silly, silly talk here. Um, and then it just keeps going and going and players are speaking and, and it's and it and we've all I, you know, what's funny is I think we've all been part of meetings that we're just kind of like, when is this going to end? And this this needs to be over. And so you have to kind of gauge that yeah. with with some of the content of it. And again, I don't have all the all the content of it. So it's hard for me to say 
how much of it was was necessary or not. I think you've seen some public comments uh, on those as well. Mm-hmm. But my my estimation, and again, speaking to a lot and taking you know taking a lot had a headache yesterday. Bad speaking to a lot of people, taking the time to research this. It did seem like it was. It, it got a little silly. It it did seem like it was. It, it went a little too far. Okay, so here we go. Is the clubhouse now broken? Is it now at a state where it's broken? And also, just as a follow up to, if you were in the room, I know you said you weren't, and you've spent no. a lot of time digging into this. <laughs> if you were in the room, who would you have seen being most vocal, and what were the key topics that likely would have sure. been called up? Okay, so. Uh, Give me the first one again. Let me answer it in in the correct order. Is the clubhouse broken now? Is the clubhouse broken? I think the clubhouse is not broken. Uh, I definitely think that it is fractured. Okay. I do. I think think it is fractured. I I think that... um, I think that there's uncomfortability among players, among, um, you know, just sort of, you know, different, different people, different relationships. Probably not different than any other clubhouse in terms... Of that, uh, but when you have something like this happen, I think it dives dives it a little more. Yeah, um, you know, and, and I think, by the way, outcomes of the last two days, notwithstanding, I, I do not think, you know, anybody who says to me, and and they could win ten in a row, Pete, mm-hmm. but anybody who says that that meeting has led to anything, win or you know, win or, I mean, you're ridiculous. You have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. That, and even Donnie said that it had nothing to do with wins and losses. So if you want to play that narrative, you can do it. I'm here to tell you that's not the case. Uh, so, the, so is there a division? Can they win with all this happening? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that this will just separate them. No, I don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a distinct um, uh, fracture that has happened here that now has to mend over a period of time, which is why I think Donnie said that he didn't know if it was going to be resolved. And then the second question you said, as far as the topics, is that right? Yeah, who who's going to be? If you were sat in the room, who's most vocal? Who's doing a lot of speaking? Uh, and what topics? You, you know, I I can't. Um, I mean, Miguel Rojas would have been the one that was most vocal. Yeah, mm-hmm. Miguel Rojas would, in my opinion, Miguel yeah. Rojas would have been the the one that was most vocal. Um, I mean, and to a degree, I I kind of feel like, in, in my opinion, um, that this was his meeting. Yeah, I, I kind, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like that from from the things that that I have heard. I could be wrong. That that is my estimation. Is that, um, is that is that is that he in particular, and maybe the veterans too. I I don't know exactly who, um, but it's it's my opinion that the veteran leadership of the team had issues. Okay, and that's why this was called. Well, what are those issues that Miggy's calling out of his Miggy session? What's he trying to address in that in that room with all the guys there? You know, where where are the pain points that Miggy's feeling that he needs to call this session? Uh, you know, be uh, being a professional uh, on and off wow. the field. I think that that you know that is that is definitely part of it. Um, and so there's probably some some validity to that as as far as different personalities and 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 players that are on the team. But uh, I, my estimation is it may have went too far. I think wow. it may have went too far. I, I think that, in in my opinion, sort of hearing this out a little bit is that uh, that that maybe this was something that needed to be they handled amongst individuals and not brought 
30 people in, maybe. That's my guess. I, I think that as a team, when you're losing and you're getting blasted and you have a team meeting, everyone needs to be in there. And you kick us out and, and that's what you do. And then mm -hmm. you, you, you chop it up. Here's why we're losing. This is, this is what's happening. But this was not that. This was just like, you know, sort of bizarre, you know, again, denigration of a meeting after 30 minutes and 40 minutes and 50 minutes. And I, I, can't, I, I don't know all the details of it, so I'm very hesitant to, to give things that I'm not 100% sure of. Mm. But it, it did not seem, it, it seemed to me that, that if professionalism is going to be questioned by, by one player about another player, and it doesn't apply to all of the players. Mm. Why is that aired out in front of the whole clubhouse? Can't that have something uh, to be done separately? And I, I don't know the answer to that because I've I've never had one of these meetings and I've never run a major league clubhouse. But that's the sense that I am getting mm. that this maybe should have just been a one on one thing or a one on two thing or a two on three thing. Yeah. But instead, it was everybody sitting in there for an hour and a half. Wow. A couple of thoughts that come to my mind off the back of this is, what does it mean for Miggy Rowe? He's been the he's been El Capitan for many years in, in this clubhouse. It's been his clubhouse. And if all of a sudden it, this has gone wrong, which maybe it has, maybe it went too far, how does that impact maybe Miggy right now in terms of the clubhouse, the future around with the Marlins? You know, maybe some question marks there. It is a great question, and I don't know the answer to it. Um, I had a piece in the Miami Herald and I asked to speak to, to Miggy about it. Mm. And I did. And it was extremely uncomfortable for me. <laughs> um, maybe one of my least favorite conversations that I've had mm. covering the team, which is really unfortunate. I respect the player a lot. I respect the person a lot. I respect mm. Miguel a ton. He's been incredible to me, to my son, He's treated me in a first-class manner for the entire time that he's here. But I, 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 I can't put myself in his shoes with what's going on with him this year. I don't know. Mm. I can't put myself in the shoes of all the other players and staff that are sitting in there listening because I, I just I can't. But I can only report on what I know and what I'm hearing. Mm. And the overwhelming, overwhelming uh, feeling is that 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 there's a problem there with this there is a problem there with this so what does it mean for his future hmm. uh, with the club I mean I certainly hope that on the field that it you know he can have a great season I'm not you know rooting against him by any means as never would be the case hmm. uh, but I, I I can't I can't say right now that all the players are in love with each other in the clubhouse I yeah. don't I don't think that is the case and you know, I, and and listen, I, I I hope nothing for the best for him. Yeah. But without going, I, I don't want to make. See, the thing is, Pete, is that I don't want to make myself the story. Okay, I that that's never the way that I've been. I hope that anybody listening to this or watching this knows that's not what I'm about. I don't want to insert myself in. I don't want to get into you know conversations that I've had because then it makes it seem like like it's all about me. It is not the work yeah. that I do is to cover the team, to give everybody the best ideas and the best information as far as I can give you. But I just don't know how far I can go with this because it was an extremely uncomfortable conversation that, that I had with him. And, um, you know, I, I used what I could 
from that to be accurate in in the column that we did with the Herald. And and hopefully, I, I would say he's been a, a you know he's been an absolute pro for many years here. He had to mm-hmm. endure a lot of losing. He wanted to be here. He signed an extension to be here, and he wanted to see winning. I, I don't know that he's going to be here when the team is winning. Yeah. Big, big. There's a guy who will be here for sure, and a guy that I know you spoke to on the day as well because you tweeted out about it. Sandy Alcantara came out and I think faced the media too. Whether it was one-on-one, I don't know. But, you know, Sandy is... It's becoming his team now. It's, you know, Sandy is a, a beacon for the Marlins. He's absolutely lighting it up out there. But, you know, how... How did Sandy handle things? How was he when you got to speak to him on Tuesday, I believe? And, you know, what kind of, what was his take on this whole situation? Yeah, and, and part of all of this stems from, again, in, in my opinion, as, as a reporter, who I, who I, and I feel like I've done this long enough to, to, to have a pulse, is that when you have a meeting like this, in my opinion, you, you, you nip it in the bud immediately mm-hmm. from a player's perspective after Donnie. And then you're just done, and you don't talk about it again. You yeah. know, that's this. This is it, and we're gonna go play. Don't bother asking because we ain't gonna be talking about it. It's usually mm-hmm. the way it works, at yeah. least from my experience. And then not all of them, but most of them. So no, you know, th- there was there was no availability, Pete. You know, no player availability at the, the uh, This is not on the the staff of the Marlins. They just no play. It was like there was just no one there. They were all in the clubhouse. And then there was a handful of guys that were on the field uh, throwing, mostly the pitchers. Mm. So, so Sandy was there, and I'm like, I'm not leaving here without speaking to someone on the team, like, yeah. or I'm not with the game. I was, I stayed for most of the game, but I'm not gonna let this just go. Like this does not feel right. So thankfully, you know, I, I've known Sandy for a long time, and and thankfully he was there, and 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 I wanted to speak to him and I, you know, told a member of the Marlins staff, this is what I'm going to do. I would like to do this. Um, they were, you know, certainly helpful. They were helpful by the way, an hour before that, you know, trying to help, you know, you know, get, get guys to talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sandy came over and basically was just shot straight from the hip said, essentially, you know, not everybody's going to get along in a clubhouse. There's going to be differences. Um, you know he's he's seen things like this before, and he didn't want to really give up too many details from that. So mm-hmm. that was kind of where it is. But he handled himself like a pro, like like anybody would. And Absolutely. and then and then it was over. And then we just you know talked about family and talked about you know the, my son playing in All Stars and him maybe going to the All Star game and he's you know how thankful he would be to get that opportunity. And we're just chopping it up like we always do, like very comfortable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a pro is right. Another interesting tweet that did come out though that. Got a few people talking as well. Jazz Chisholm put out there pretty much immediately. It felt like the doors opened. And Jazz Chisholm straight on Twitter. AirPods Jazz or AirPods Ninja, I think it was, was the, yeah. the tweet from mm-hmm. Jazz. Yep. Very intriguing tweet. What was your take on that one? Uh, I, look, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, that, that's, that's, reading, that's reading too far into it. So I would only be guessing at that mm-hmm. point. But Jazz does wear AirPods on the field. I've seen him take, uh, you know, a bunting practice in spring training with with Juan Pierre is kind of funny. I noticed that. I think I pointed that out to my son. I to see that. <laughs> um, listen, uh, I, 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 I cannot I cannot speak for Jazz. Jazz by no means is a perfect player. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that is definitely not the case. Uh, but at the same time, he is arguably your most popular player. He is one of your two top offensive performers on the team. 
And not everybody is cut from the same cloth. And I think we all would agree at this point, gotta let some of this stuff go. Gotta let him be himself, right? Like, not not the way that I grew up and not the way that I remember, you know, baseball with all this stuff, but it's a new day, you know? Yep. And and maybe if the and maybe if if he's batting one fifty, maybe maybe it is a different story at that mm-hmm. point. But at this point, Pete, isn't it just about? I know it it, it sucks to say, but it's like performance sort of dicta- dictates. Ooh, gotta be careful there. Dictates, <laughs> um, you know how you handle people. It's all. I think that's always the way that it's been in sports. It's like you know so, you know sometimes there's drama, but yeah, you know this guy's. Uh, you know you know what somebody said to me. Um, a general manager said this to me, is that uh, it, the, the problem, like they, they, they use this, I'm never going to out this, the name, the problem with dating uh, Pete, the problem with dating the really hot girl is because there's going to be some drama and there's going to be always going to be some trouble with that because, you know, they're, they're the hot... And and you know and, and jazz is hot, <laughs> and that that that's 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 kind. Of, but but you deal with it, right? But you deal with it because it's like oh, you know, jazz. Is it's hot. worth it. It's worth so, it. It is it is worth it. So I, I there's think, a soundbite to be had there somewhere, Craig. I'm pretty sure that there's you know oh, jazz is hot. I, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, general manager said that to me. General okay. manager said that. Love it. We only have one minute left, and so we'll 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 wrap things up real short, but. One thing I didn't ask at the time, and I should have done, um, but it's you know it's just now is a good time. Mickey Rowe is calling this out professionalism. Yeah. What what does that actually mean? What what is there anything specific that Mickey's seeing yeah. that he's not enjoying and not not liking seeing? Because that's broad. It's a broad term, but yeah, it, it doesn't seem to be anything as as pertain to like specific rules. I, it doesn't sound like that. Mm. It, it, it it almost yeah, I, I would be guessing and, and I'm, I'm not going to go further on this one by the way but but I but I will say this it it almost feels to me Peter that when Derek Jeter took over there was sort of like this you know sort of way we're going to play and way we're going to do things and we're going to have accountability and, and you know, we're going to lose a million games, but we're going to do it in a way that's, that's going to make you proud, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. It, 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 you know, and, and, I, and I think, it, in my opinion, is that Derek sort of imp- empowered Miguel Rojas, uh, you know, the shortstop of the team and the team leader and a mm-hmm. great attitude, family guy, fantastic guy, no question, sort of empowered him to, you know, kind of, You'll be the guy to make sure that that is going on within within the clubhouse, mm-hmm. and and Derek is gone, you know, and it, it just kind of feels like with that sort of, you know, you know, other other players have now come on the team and have different personalities. By the way, and, and other teams are playing, other players are playing very well too. Um, you know, Miggy was such a star in that 2020 season and the yep. postseason, like he was such a star, and. And and that's changed, and and a lot has changed. Yeah. And 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 I don't know that it is the same as, as what it was as what it was. So mm. to get into the details, um, you know, we we did talk about it a little bit on the phone. Um, you know, some some of it I could say I think some of you know uh, being on time and attending meetings, you know, along those lines. And I think that those are all pretty standard things. Uh, but but again, you know, some some other rumors and some other are out there about things that really don't make. A ton of sense there. Um, I, I did not hear those things uh, mm-hmm. from Miguel when we talked. 
So, um, you know, I can only tell you what he told me. But again, along those lines, being on time, being a professional. But I'm not sure that there weren't a lot of other things that were discussed there, too, mm. in the meeting. But I wasn't there to, to hear those, only you know, hearing rumors. Absolutely. I saw a few of those knocking around yesterday on Twitter myself, you know, talking about yep. dress code, etc. Yep. I mean, I think that's kind of where you're getting to with this, where you're alluding to where the meeting started maybe with an agenda in mind, mm-hmm. and then yep. it starts to snowball into You've got bickering going on about what a guy's turning up in the clubhouse wearing and whatever it might be. I don't know. And so it kind of spirals out yeah. of control a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think you you have a meeting and it starts off with a clear agenda as to what we're going to do. And then all mm. of a sudden it feels like you're in the fifth grade. Yeah. You know, like after an hour, it's kind of like, you know, what, what, you know what, 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 what are we doing here? So I don't know. I, I think, Pete, in the end, it's um, it, it, listen, maybe they'll win a bunch of games now and they'll go to Houston and they'll play well. And and they'll start winning games against good teams, which they haven't done. And so, I mean, these things are all possible. I, I mean, I yeah. could see it happening. But I will not be of the camp that says that because they had this team meeting, <laughs> that they went on this run. Yeah, you, you will not hear that from me. I, I do not personally believe that this was like a a team bonding thing. No, where they all went bowling, Pete, and came out and said, <laughs> "Yeah, that was great." I I personally don't think so. No, but uh, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd lo- I'd love for them to use that. Maybe they'll use me. Maybe they'll say this this you know, you know I don't I don't ever want to be in that position. But you know, remember the bottom feeder thing. All oh, this yeah. Craig Mitchell writes about us. You know, maybe 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 that is, whatever it takes. I'll speak Spanish. You know, all I want them to do is win and make this thing relevant, right? Like we all have the same goal here. Absolutely. But, but you but you have me on to talk about something that happened that was not on the field. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what I know. Absolutely. And for that. We're all grateful, no doubt. I'm sure everyone will be tuning this episode, really enjoying it. Um, one final one, one one final one. The, the It was a great episode you had with Dan Greenlee last week uh, on Swings mm-hmm. and Mishes. I thought it was really insightful um, in many ways. One thing that stood out to me, and I, I shared this, I think, yesterday as well or the day before, mm-hmm. it was, you know, offense, top 10, top 15, right. pitching the same, defense, top five. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. sounds right. You go in, and then you said, well, what the bleep? You know, is right. what the Marlins fans are thinking. That's what I've been thinking. What is going on yeah. with this team? Maybe in parts, this is part of the answer to that. I don't know. It, there's there's more to it than that. But, you know, if the locker room has been divided and fractured for some time, it's going to have an impact on the field, you would guess, right? Uh, it, it, it could. I, I don't know. It, it would be guessing. Like, I, I don't want to say that if they lose, you know, the next seven out of eight, it was because of the meeting either. Like, I, I just, I, I, I really don't feel that way because the talent is what they have. I, I think that the, you know, the reason why the record is what it is this season and, and in all likelihood, you know, you're, we're probably, this is kind of the team that they have. I mean, we're, we're a lot into this year. I mean, remember the 60 game season would be ending right now, Pete, right? Yeah. So, um, it, it's not, it's a third of the year. There's still a long way to go. Could they get to 500 or better? Sure. Anything can happen. It's baseball. Angels have lost 14 in a row, whatever mm. it is. Uh, but I, I, I get the sense that the runners in scoring position has crushed them. That's, that's really the deal. And, and yeah. by the way, it crushed them again on Wednesday too. You know, like they ended up it winning did. that game, Yeah. but you know, getting guys on, not coming through in those spots. And, and how do you judge that? Is that because of the player? Is it because of the pressure? Uh, you know, new players in new places. Is that part of it, too? I mean, all, all these things that are humans, you you can ask these questions. You just don't know the answer. But yeah. it seems like that is, is when we look back on the season, if, if this is the trend, we're going to look back and say that they did not come through in pressure situations. And so maybe they have to find um, players 
who step up in big spots. I don't know if that's a stat, but we're going to have to find that. And then clearly the other part of it, too, is that they didn't address the ninth inning. No. And, 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 and a lot of the ninth inning options that they could have gotten probably ended up failing. I think that's probably true, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is Don Mattingly as the manager. He does like to go to one guy. He has done that in the past. Probably should have known who the manager was and said, you know what? Even though this probably isn't the way that we should do it, we probably should go by situations. Let, let's get the closer for the manager that we have. As yeah. opposed to for what we think should be done, because he's the gonna in the, in the heat of the game, Pete. He's gonna be the one making the decisions. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna. I mean they're not gonna get a call from the front office in the eighth. Hey, put in Blyer. There's a lefty. Like you know that this is not gonna happen. <laughs> so they probably should have just delivered him a ninth inning guy. Yeah, for one year, three. Ian Kennedy. I don't know. So, somebody like that, just to say, okay, he's the guy. And then if it fails, then you go, you know, and, and start mixing and matching. I'm a big mix and matching guy, by the way, but I just mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I don't think Donnie likes doing it. It doesn't. I mean, it, the history suggests he doesn't. Percentages, Craig. Percentages that Donnie is the manager at the end of the 22 season, so he sees the full campaign through. In your opinion? Oof. Um. Ooh, tough one. That's a tough, tough, tough call. Uh, I will say seventy percent. Okay. Seventy percent. Yeah. More likely than not, it is. Then I'm, will, I'm higher than seven, that. <laughs> I will say I, I feel re, I feel very good about it, but my my thirty percent is like left for an angels type situation where mm-hmm. massive losing streak. Like yeah. I, I don't see it happening right now, but I but I, I have to leave a bigger window than I thought a week ago. I I, ha, I have to. I probably would have had it at eighty. I, I have to open up the window a little bit more just because of again some of the things that that have happened. Not entirely his fault, by the way. No. Okay, we are well over time, and so for that, it is the it's time to wrap this one up on Locked On Marlins. Craig Mish, the goat in the house, coming by to give us all of literally the eyeball action from Tuesday. It was a stunning day covering the Marlins, no doubt about it. Craig. Thank you so much for joining me on Locked on Marlins today. I'm sure the listeners will absolutely love this one. Um, So, guys, that is us done, wrapped. We're going to be back tomorrow, of course, because it's, well, it's a Friday. And uh, we have got Astros UK joining me tomorrow on Friday, digging into this uh, Astros Marlins series. So, uh, Craig, thanks so much again. Uh, And, guys, we'll be back tomorrow.